You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Tim Moser, your host here on Real Presence Live, coming at you from the Fargo studio, downtown Fargo. I don't know if you heard it uh, as we were talking with Jeff Bates last half hour, but the train runs right by her, and you heard those the squeaky brakes, the squeaky train wheels. You know, did you hear that, Therese, at all? See, you're so isolated there in the control room. That's awesome. But anyway, thanks to Jeff Bates and Vita Counseling for being on. It's so wonderful. And now a good friend of ours from Real Presence Live. I'd like to introduce again the president and welcome the president of Human Life International, Father Shannon Bouquet. Welcome, Father. Oh, thank you, Tim. It's great to be with you and your audience once again. I appreciate it. He's squeezing us in here in his tight schedule, so I really appreciate that. For those of you that don't know, I'm sorry, the Human Life International website, hli.org, about every week or so, Father writes a column, and they're very, very well done. And uh, first of all, I want to thank you for doing that, Father, because they're very enlightening and very, and you write very well, very succinctly, very clearly. So thank you. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, it's, it's a great opportunity to uh, talk about the issues affecting life and family, not only in the U.S., but obviously from uh, HLI's perspective, from an international viewpoint. Uh, and so uh, to really expose our audience to, to, to the information that's so important for all of us to be aware of. And it really is because, you know, the mainstream media and, and what you hear in, in that context really, do, first of all, they, they don't really know the truth and they certainly don't proclaim the truth that, that we see. And we, we've come to accept as a culture so many things that really uh, aren't helpful to the culture and people just keep on marching through like they are. One of the words that's bandied around is equality. Now you think, yeah, equality. Okay, we're all created equal. You know, hey, that's in the founding documents, right? Okay. So when you see equal or equality, you tend to think, okay, this must be a good thing. But we want to talk today specifically, Father, about the Equality Act. It's an act going through the the, the National Congress, past the House, um, because there's some real dangers, a real Trojan horse hidden behind the guise of equality, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, our bishops actually have been very, very vocal on this among many other uh, national uh, leaders, both religious and uh, civil, uh, to just kind of ring the bell and, you know, wake people up to this reality that's being pushed by a very uh, progressive, very leftist viewpoint of, uh, of rights uh, and, and freedoms are the are basically are the assault on those uh, human rights and freedoms. And so this is one of them. And, you know, the bishops have been very clear that, you know, if this Equality Act were to actually uh, go through and be completely uh, signed into law, that it could be used as a, as a bludgeon, basically, against people of conscience and force us uh, as a church and as a people who uh, may uh, completely disagree with this agenda uh, to uh, our, basically to reject our conscience, our civil rights, uh, the ability to exercise our religious freedom, and, uh, for example, in the whole adoption uh, issue, or whether or not it be in our Catholic school systems, our universities, or just being able to, uh, to speak on these issues uh, could be labeled as a hate crime. Or, uh, so it really is uh, something very dangerous, and the word very dangerous of the phrase really does not capture how serious this issue is. And, and our audience, if you're not familiar with it, I mean, you can actually go to the USCCB website and actually read the bishop's statements themselves. Uh, also, to, uh, it'll link you to, obviously, uh, my own website, my own Spirit and Life article. You know, it links all this up as well. So people can become more familiar with this issue um, and, and all the ramifications of it. 
And like you said, you know, Tim, it's, it's, it's using a word that seems to be neutral or seems to be uh, innocent, uh, but yet it's being uh, exploited. It's being used to kind of squeeze something in in people's minds to kind of make people not even look at it. Oh, it's about equality. It's about treating people equally, treating people the same. But in reality, it's the opposite. It's, uh, it's not that uh, situation. And so very important for our audience to be familiar with this. And if you have not uh, really written your senator or your congressperson, you really need to do this uh, to express your discontent and your, your want that they not approve this. We're talking with Father Shannon Bouquet, Human Life International, about the Equality Act. Two things that that come to mind, Father. You, you touched on them briefly, but maybe we can uh, share a little more because people might not be aware of this. Let's let's first talk about the growing intolerance. We think about free speech, but if you look, there's there's several examples, right? We see things now being removed from YouTube, and and these are good, good, holy, truthful things about people, about gender about things that are, quite honestly, Catholic teaching, that now people are saying, oh, no, no, that, that's misinformation or that's hate speech. Well, a great example, right, is, is the, the, the silencing of a book that Amazon did. Why don't you tell our, our listeners about that? Yeah, this was a book called, you know, by uh, Ryan Anderson, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a book called When Harry Became uh, Sally. And, uh, and so Amazon uh, decided to, uh, to pull this book and basically to uh, reject uh, the content and say, calling it basically that it, it doesn't, it's a content that doesn't, you know, uh, coincide with Amazon's policies and, uh, and, and positions. But what, what Mr. Anderson does in this book is really methodically, very lo- uh, logically, and very, uh, with an honest approach to this, you know, in the sense of discussing the issue of gender and what is all this about and what are its underlying tenets and uh, you know, what is the strategy? What is the ultimate objective of those pushing this reality? And so basically, you know, uh, as I said in my column, uh, you can actually go to Amazon and purchase a book of Mein Kampf, but you mm-hmm. cannot purchase this book uh, by Ryan Anderson. So it, it really is, it, it, you can tell it's a very specific agenda by the big tech and, uh, and, and technology uh, uh, conglomerates to silence anyone who disagrees with their narrative. And, and so what, what people like to talk about this woke culture, which basically means it's unwoke, it's, it's unawakened, it, it's denying truth, and it doesn't want truth to be exposed. And so it wants to keep things, you know, uh, from the public sphere, from the public conversation. And this is, again, another issue of danger, you know, when you have these large groups or these huge large platforms that we're all familiar with today that have basically become a monopoly and controlling the conversation, controlling what we hear, what we see, and obviously if I speak out, which I mean I've been removed often on, you know, from Facebook and other, you know, platforms and, you know, for saying certain things or uh, just something I've written. And, you know, and so in, and you, and when you ask a question, well, why? It's because you disagree with their narrative. It's not the narrative in a sense of being able to expose truth and talk about it, Honestly, you know, very calmly, and people of good, a good conscience and people of, uh, of respect can have a conversation and disagree, but they won't allow it. They will not allow this conversation that goes against their narrative to be spoken. So, Tim, I mean, if you didn't have the ability, uh, you know, through Real Presence Radio to be able to, to, to bring this to bear, if you didn't have your own platform, your own station, your own airwaves, so to speak, they would silence it. And if mm-hmm. they could, they would. You know, they don't want this being discussed. 
Yeah, so true. We're talking with Father Shannon Bouquet here about the Equality Act. Another thing that, um, well, just two points. The first one is this. The thing they're trying to silence, for the most part, is really objective truth that has stood the test of time for millennia. Being made as male and female, you know, that, that, that this complementarity is important. And now, maybe you can unpack this for our listeners. There's something sexual orientation, which means I might have feelings or think I have, you know, this gender uh, feelings. But there's also gender identity that's very, very dangerous because that's a self-imposed, self-proclaimed thing that can totally go against objective truth. Correct. And I mean, you know, the bishops have been very clear. The church has been very clear you know, on on these issues about the very fact of having respect for those who may be struggling with various difficulties or uh, propensity toward a certain behavior, but it doesn't mean that we, we don't address the issue. It doesn't mean that we don't bring them to bear, that we don't speak objectively the truth about the human person, the dignity uh, of the human person. You know, I think the best way to look at this, uh, I quoted, uh, you know, Pope uh, Francis, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, in this, uh, as he was looking at the uh, 100th anniversary of of the life of John Paul II, now St. John Paul II. And and so here, you know, the Holy Father, you know, who's been very, very vocal, and people think... that the Holy Father is not, you know, uh, as strong on certain subjects, let's say. People think that he ought to be more. But let me tell you, on this particular subject and on the issue of human life, the Holy Father has been very, very clear. And here, you know, he's talking about uh, how dangerous this is, this this issue. And what he talks about is, is Tim, as you were just saying, you know, that this ideology, this, uh, this, this movement aims at destroying what God himself has created— that he's created a human person, male and female, and in a complementary relationship far in each other. So, he, so the Holy Father even goes to the point that they, that those promoting this gender ideology and you know, removing us from having a conversation about it, you know, want to remove diversity and distinction. It's kind of funny. They talk about diversity, but they, they hear they want to deny that diversity, which is present in the human person as male and female. And the Holy Father is very, I mean, spoken on this numerous times, and, and basically even to the point of just talking about the objectivity, you know, just looking with your own eyes. And, and you know, we've, I've mentioned this in recent articles, you know, yes, there are those situations where there, what would they call them, uh, you know, the idea of an intersex, where, you know, the, the, the genitalia of this particular person in the developing of the child, you know, has not, you know, developed in, in its normal capacity toward its normal end. And so there's, a, in a sense, of the visual maybe not being able to identify uh, as easily as, as would be the norm. And so, but that, that, that's not, that, that exception doesn't uh, prove that there is no male or female. I mean, it's, and, and yet they're trying to use this to justify their position. The Holy Father makes it clear, you know, just look at what your eyes tell you. And look what centuries have done, you know, from midwives and doctors and nurses have done in the delivery of children throughout the ages, have been able very clearly to identify very objectively, it's a boy, it's mm-hmm. a girl. Yeah. Uh, they don't come out and say, well, and as you hear today, like on CNN and others, you know, all oh, we can't identify. This is a new narrative, and I can promise you and to our audience, they're going to push legislation where to prevent doctors and midwives and others from identifying, quote, this is a boy, this is a girl, because they think it's a violent assault. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is coming. 
Exactly. And some of the other things that we've already seen it happen is, for instance, if we can have gender identity, if I can identify who I am, now we'll have biological males and we have it competing against females. We'll have Absolutely. you get to choose your locker room, all these, all these dangerous things. And then there's a religious exemption to what, where our, we, we can't even claim a exemption because of religious beliefs. Right. And I think we just need to, you know, always for us is always return to what this ultimately is. And so, in a sense, it is an assault on God's creation, what God has created. And God has created us male and female. In His image, we have been created. And so this is a, like, like the assault of the evil one on, on marriage, the assault on the dignity of marriage, assault on the conjugal act through contraception, and, of course, the ultimate violence against human life, abortion, euthanasia. This is all an assault on, on God himself. Now, they can't assault God. The devil doesn't, can't, has no power over the Creator, so, but he assaults God's creation. And, and so and part of this, again, as we see today, is, is, the, is the dumbing down of, of people's ability to, to use reason, to use logic, to use common sense, to use what we have known to be objectively true throughout the centuries. And all of a sudden, we're, we're told we have to wash all that away, reject all of it, deny it, and even to the point where they're going to force us. So think of it, you know, in this situation you brought up. So, you know, it's great to see many governors, many uh, state legislatures are, are, are uh, passing laws to prevent men from, from participating in women's sports and women participating in men's sports in the sense of, I'm a man today, I'm a girl today. But, you know, it, there's no end to this, Tim, because tomorrow a person, because it's all about what, it's self-absorption. It's about themselves. So it's what I determine myself to be. And so the idea today, I can be a boy, a man. I can be a girl. Tomorrow, I can be neither one of them. Uh, it, it just It's so fluid, and, and there's no end to the slippery slope. And, and so this creates a multitude of issues, but it all goes back to a rejection of, the, of human dignity, a rejection of who the human person is and whose image the human person has been created, and what is the purpose of the gift of human sexuality, what is the purpose of the marital act, all of this has become so confused, and because the culture has become more secularized, and as it becomes more secularized and it embraces all these falsifications of truth, they're, they're illusions, they're not truth, they're falsifications, and the moment that these are falsified, there's no end to the falsification. So, you know, as the Holy Father, if I may return to that for a second, I can look, anyone can look in the mirror and be able to easily identify this is a male, this is a female. So, uh, except for those extraordinary little circumstances that I mentioned earlier, this is very obvious. And, and so, so, but I'm told I'm to reject that. So look at what's happening, not only in the sporting you know, community, but look how this reflects now in just, let's, let's just say, daily business life. Let's say that for me, as a, as a Catholic institution, that I have a job opening. And now, for us, we make very clear you know, uh, what's required in a sense of Catholic identity and, uh, and so forth. But this today is someone can come and try to, say, you know, present themselves as a female, but they really are a biological male. And, and so here I am now saying, you know, what, now what's going to happen in this situation? How many business people 
good Christian, good Catholic people, our Jewish brothers and sisters, even our Islamic brothers and sisters, anyone of common sense would say there's something wrong with this. This is not, you know, and, and so not so much in the sense of discriminating, it's just saying this person, you know, is, is, does not fit into the, into the religious practice of, 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 our, of our institution. So what do we do in that situation? Well, the government would say, you have to hire, that. in other words, if that person is qualified, that person is so forth, you know, who are you to, uh, to prevent that person from working for you? Even though that individual lives completely contrary, exercises a life contrary to the very tenets of your, of your own faith tradition. You know, th- this is multi-faced, and, and the idea here is that this is what the bishops are raising and many others are raising, and we, and, uh, all of us, all of those in the audience, anyone listening, needs to recognize how very, very dangerous this Equality Act is. And if we don't raise our voices against it, and very tragically, because of the political environment that we are in today, and because of the amount of millions, trillions, uh, billions of dollars being spent by big conglomerations, you know, the uh, foundations like George Soros, and, you know, the whole, uh, you know, number of them out there, they're pushing this. And they're using their, their money and their influence to persuade and to push these things upon us. And this is a very dangerous moment of time in our, in our country, and it will reflect across the globe. Because if whatever happens here reverberates around the globe. So true. Talking with Father Shannon Bouquet from Human Life International about the Equality Act. When we come back after a short break, we're going to talk about that rapidness of this change and how we're being, as he puts it, gaslighted. You're listening to Real Presence Live. We'll be back right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. old, I made it to double ditches. This week I have a real chin, and the curly shells in my ears are fully developed. I can twist my arms and legs all around now, because I have these amazing things called joints. My heart has really picked up the beat and is nearly done forming. It is being three times as fast as yours, Mom and Dad. When excited you grapes, hold one in your hand. I study it. That's how big I am. Written by Allison Updahl. You may know that suicide rates are skyrocketing, but do you know why? I'm Father Chris Alar. While suicide is often related to depression, the effects and causes are different. For example, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, and substance abuse are likely effects of depression, whereas purposelessness and hopelessness are the causes of depression. And if you don't see any purpose in life, you will have no hope. In a world that says happiness is found only in sex, money, and power, you will never be completely satisfied. There is only one thing that can bring true happiness, and without it, you will fall into depression and despair. So to find this hope, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost 
and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Father Shannon Bouquet from Human Life International about the Equality Act. I'm Tim Mosier, your host from the Fargo studio. And Father, we, we want to just mention again uh, to our listeners, make sure they find out about the Equality Act. As you mentioned, the bishops have talked about it. Uh, get informed, uh, contact your, your Congress people, and get involved. Uh, make sure that we do that. That's, that's important. It, it's extremely important. And, 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 and one, being knowledgeable, but also acting you know, on what we now know. And that is we, we have to raise our voices. And, and this is not about, you know, anything other than holding what is good and true and beautiful. And that is the truth about the human person, the dignity of, of every human person, the, the truth about human sexuality, the ends that we know of, of, the, of, of, of the beauty of human sexuality, in the sense of it's, where its proper place is within the, the beauty of marriage, the, the ends of marriage, and, and so forth. We need to raise these, 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 these perennial truths up and, and know them and be able to articulate them and, and not be afraid when people disagree. And this is what they try to do is they try to shout you down. Now, today what they're doing is not only shouting people down, they're just not letting you speak. They just mm-hmm. refuse to give you a platform to be able to speak. And so we have to be able to find creative ways to bring this to bear. And I, I applaud Catholic Radio because this is a great venue to be able to do that. Our, our periodicals, our newspapers, our diocesan you know, uh, communications, we need to step up our game here and, and, and not cower in the corners, not be you know, intimidated by, by the powers that be, but stand our ground. And this is very important. And, you know, and once we can do this, then we can deal with all the other terminologies. So, for example, you know, this whole idea of trying to change the terms, and, and this is what they're trying to do. So, and they've been very successful you know, in, in, in changing terminology. And, you know, the, the, the way it goes, I mean, this is something that Saul Alinsky talked about. Uh, this has also been placed on the words of uh, Adolf Hitler. Many, many others have used something similar. Basically goes like this. Whoever controls the language controls the mind and the heart of a nation. So whoever's in charge of the language, whoever's controlling what people see, and, and let's be honest, our TVs are packed, our commercials are packed with a narrative that is clear. And, I mean, all we have to do is, I mean, I don't watch a lot of TV. I watch very little of it. And, and, and because, but I hear from friends and, you know, people tell me all the different commercials. And what you see is a very clear narrative being controlled by big tech and by the inter- entertainment industry. And so they are aggressively changing how we think about marriage, how we think about the human person, what we think about human sexuality, and, you know, and all these things. That, and what they're trying to do, like CNN that I, I talk about in my article, they're, 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 even if the language doesn't exist, they make up the language. They just mm-hmm. create new language. And then they make you feel like, oh, it's always been this way. This is what we've always believed. Well, with all respect, that's bull. <laughs> so we need to be honest that we, we are being, we are being, it's like dealing with a magician. The magician wants us to see the one hand what the other hand is doing, not, so not see. So this is what they're doing. They're playing a, a magician's game here. 
and trying to get us focused on one thing while they're doing something completely else. And so we need to step up, be knowledgeable, be articulate, be active, get yourself where you need to start, you know, writing your Congress, writing your senator, you know, and, you know, start letting that voice be known. And for those who have the gift of writing in the communication uh, industry, you know, that may be listening, use your platform to educate the population. Because if we don't stand up to this, this, uh, this whole gender uh, ideology, this whole gender theory that's being pushed, this whole gaslighting issue that we see where people are, are changing the language, changing the conversation, and if we don't confront the monopoly of big tech in the, in the industry, then, you know, this is going to get even far worse because we will not be able to raise our voice. And uh, on those kind of platforms. So anyone out there that might have the means, we need to create our own platforms. We need to create our own independent places where we can raise these issues and, and, and speak them. So don't be afraid. That's the message I would want to say to our audience, you know, and, and is don't be afraid. This is a time for us to rise as Christians, uh, you know, to recognize our responsibility to be light, to be, a, to be that lamp to everyone in the house. That lamp is not meant for one or two. It's meant for everyone so that people hear and people see. And when we are confronted, don't be afraid. Respect that individual. Treat them with the respect that everyone deserves. But don't be afraid to speak back. Don't be afraid to, to say this is wrong. Stand for it. Stand for that truth. And, and God will always give us the words, and God will always give us what we need, the grace to be able to do His will and to bring forth the good and the beauty and the true. So true. Talking with Father Shannon Bokeh. I'm glad you said, be not afraid, because I had that written down. I said, be not afraid. And, and really, that starts with, if you think about it, it starts with our faith. Maybe just a word, Father, about how we need to prepare our time, our hearts, with prayer, with the sacraments, with staying true to the Church, so that Amen. we can uh, be not afraid and, and stand up to this and speak this the is, truth in love. This is the time for us, Tim, to, to draw nearer, to abide in the heart of Christ, mm-hmm. to abide in the sacraments, to abide close to Him, to be near Him. And uh, this is not a time, you know, for, uh, for us to, to whimper. And this is a time for us to draw strength from the one who is strength and, and, to, and to be near the one who is light so that we can be light, to be that reflection, to illuminate the world around us, because we ourselves reflect the Master. And so I would encourage people, you know, who are listening in our audience, especially to our Catholic brothers and sisters, stay close to the sacraments, especially to the Holy Eucharist, daily devotion, you know, uh, to go to confession regularly, to make holy hours, to do acts of penance and reparation. We, we need, in a sense, to intensify our, our, our closeness to our Lord. That is so true. Father Shannon Bouquet, thank you as always. God bless you and your mission. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, audience. All right, thanks so much. Absolutely. Soon. When we come back after the break, Jeannie Hanneman from Elizabeth Ministries. You're listening to Real Presence Live. We'll be back right after this.